Good morning. I need to work on a fade for that music. It just kind of cuts off, doesn't it? Not that uh, that, that music is uh, <laughs> anything particularly uh, interesting. Good morning. Got my coffee. Welcome to Gospel Pursuits Broadcast. We are on uh, a wonderful sunny day. The Where's winter gone? Yesterday was freezing. Uh, well, it felt like anyways, I had the, with the winter coat on all day, really. Um, I think it only just started to warm up um, a bit later. But hey, um, right, let me just fiddle with something. Just a bit. Right, I think. Don't know what's what's happened there. Right. Okay. Back to back to uh, our normally scheduled process. Uh, I gave um, a bit of a title. Be encouraged. Um, as you can tell, I'm just a little bit. Uh, Passing for my thoughts. I'm uh, getting warmed up here, I think. Um, it's been a bit of an interesting morning. Uh, my child decided to spill his uh, breakfast milkshake all over the carpet, um, made him another one, and then he spilled it all over the table. Um, one of my other children didn't particularly fancy me putting his jacket in his school bag, so we had a bit of a wobble on the way. Ah, but we finally got there in the end and sent them all on their way packing. So it's been one of those mornings. But um, and I think I've woken up a little bit groggy as well. It's uh, I'm, I like only got this much coffee. I don't really rely on coffee usually, but um, sometimes you just need a little bit of a kick. Right. Well, where shall we start? I keep I kind of keep thinking. I mean, I don't want. I, I hate. No, I don't hate, because um, that's a silly word to say for, for the Bible. But I don't like it when I go to stuff that is just the same and the same and the same. But at the same time, these scripture verses really are something that I've, I've had to cling on to for a lot of my life. Um, and when you kind of grow up in church the way I do did, and you have dreams or you have a dream that you, you may have had for many, many years, and you perhaps still haven't achieved that dream or you still haven't gone in the direction that you feel like God's taking you. You don't feel like it's been fully revealed. You don't feel like it's been being uh, you're walking it out in the way that you, you, you kind of see on the inside. Or you might look at other people and think, why, why did they why did they achieve that so fast or why have they got this and why that? And all this stuff kind of starts to play in the mix of somebody, especially someone who's been a Christian for a long period of time. And I don't think anyone's immune to it. Uh, Your best minister, your best Christian, your best person still goes through it. I remember Brother Copeland talking about um, he used to get incredibly depressed after preaching. And he was, you know, he, he went through a phase of preaching seven days a uh, a week for years when he first started in his ministry um and he, he was getting de- immensely depressed so he had to learn these principles i remember someone asking him how do you get you know you get to a place where you feel dry and empty and he was like well watch or listen to an hour's worth of cds two hours worth of cds pray in the holy ghost for an hour and praise god very simple method but something that is very 
kind of like goes against our thinking because quite often we feel drained, we feel empty, we just want to rest and just cake out in front of the TV. I know that's that's my kind of default. I don't really do it because uh, realistically, I, I'm I'm not somebody who relaxes with TV very often. Uh, you know, we, I watch very minimal TV at night time after the kids go to bed. Try and get on some Christian teaching before I go to bed. That kind of thing. That's kind of my routine. Um, watch a bit of comedy for 40 minutes, an hour at the most, and, and then watch some Christian stuff and then go to bed. Um, but we, we our default uh, as Christians can just be like, oh, you know what, I've had church on Sunday, I preached, I mean, on last Sunday I, I led prayer and then we were being involved in the worship team, working with, te- working with teams after church, and welcome team and worship team again, and then preaching Sunday night. Monday was a bank holiday, I didn't want to do anything spiritual. I just wanted to cake out. And if we allow ourselves to do these things and allow ourselves to stay in a a mode of depreciation or it's almost a borderline depression, if we allow ourselves just to back off and um, sit still and, and just wallow and try and rest in the way that we think rest is, we quickly go downhill in our Christian walk. And we all know this. So, I love this scripture verse in Philippians 3, verse 1, and I, I'm, I'm preaching to myself today, just as much as anyone else. Verse 1 says, whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, I love that, whatever happens. And you got to remember, Paul wasn't preaching from whatever happens, you know, oh, my Netflix show was cancelled. Oh, last week, my Netflix show was cancelled. Last week, oh, I just, I, my football team didn't win. Last week... I don't know, I just, I didn't, the weather wasn't right, so I feel bad. Now, he's, we're talking about somebody, I think Philippians was written, someone was telling me this, someone I trust, but he was saying that Philippians was written when Paul had a bit of spare time from being, from sitting in human sewage and waste up to his neck in a prison cell. He'd be allowed out for maybe a couple of hours, I don't know, maybe to eat and write letters. And that's what Philippians comes from, that kind of environment. So when Paul's saying whatever happens, he means whatever happens. Dude, if you, you know, if you've lost your family due to brutal murders, if you've, you've uh, lost your house because you can't pay your debts, if, if, if a tidal wave washes away all your possessions, that's the kind of level we're talking about with Paul, where you are at the bottom rung, nothing going right. What does he say? Whatever happens. Whatever happens. We can't stay in a pit of despair and depression when we realize there are Christians being brutally martyred all over places in Africa, China, other countries where people are losing their lives for being Christians under intense persecution. We get upset in this country when someone gets arrested for preaching on the streets. Now, do I agree with them get, uh, someone being arrested? on the? No, of course not. We've got rights and privileges. We've got things to, to protect ourselves, our freedom of speech in this country. But those are not uh, intense persecutions that you can see in some nations of the world. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice. I love that word when you break it down. Refill yourself up with joy. Laughter. 
you know, when we realize that God laughs in heaven at his enemies at how they 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 move around and there are ministers who get really criticized for having ministries of joy. But when he Paul's saying this, he says and he says this, I never get tired of telling you to do these things and do it to safeguard your faith. He's telling us these things so that we safeguard our faith. Our faith in God has a flow and a function from the very bottom of our spirit beings, from the very bottom of our, our hearts that comes up and bubbles out with joy. We rejoice. We refill ourselves daily on a daily basis full of joy so that we are strengthened because the joy of the Lord is our very strength. The very lifeblood that lives inside of us is, is the key. Kingdom of God is what righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. When we're filled with joy, when we're filled with laughter, and when we're filled with light and illumination and revelation and all these wonderful things, we can just face whatever is coming against us, whatever niggly, depressing thought or feeling that comes against us. We know where we go for our source and how to safeguard our faith. Why is it so important to safeguard our faith? Because our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Jesus says what? Be of good cheer. Be filled with joy. Smile. Laugh. Because I have overcome the world. When you're an apostle of the Lamb and you're facing being boiled in water, and, sorry, boiled in oil. And you're facing that. And John talks about all this kind of stuff that he, he, you know, what he talks about. He says, he said, God is love and we must love people around us. We must love those around us. We must love our brother and sister because primarily if we don't love our brother and sister, we, we aren't loving God. He's talking about loving other people in a situation and he's just, he's faced being boiled with oil. He was exiled to Patmos and, and, and on that exile, he had that revelation of Jesus, of the book that Jesus revealed to him, of the things to come. You see, in our hardest times, our hardest places of, of backs against the wall, pushing forward against what seems like an invisible wall, a visible army that's coming against us. We have the right to smile, laugh, and be of joy. Because Ephesians says, what did having done all the stand, stand. We're to rejoice because God needs us to be a revelation to the world around us on how to deal with everything that we face. If we can't face persecution, why would anyone want us to change to our quote-unquote religion? Why would anyone want to be a Christian if we can't face down? Because people would see what we're going through and say, well, what's the point? I've got no resistance against my lifestyle. In fact, my lifestyle, this new lifestyle I've chosen, I, I feel emboldened. I've, had, I've got more rights than ever before. People support me. Support me. Think, Why would I want to change and, and leave behind the darkness that's in my soul? And that I know it's there, but, I, but I've got freedom. because I, I think I've got freedom because I've, I'm emboldened. I'm allowed to do this stuff now. I'm allowed to sin and I'm allowed to do it. Why would I change to become a Christian if all I'm going to be is a miserable Christian that gets persecuted and told that he's racist or whatever, etc. that Christians get called these days? Why would anyone... Oh.
were to put on the armor of God to resist the enemy in the time of evil, then after the battle you'll be standing firm, stand your ground. In addition to all these things, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fire. Put on salvation as your helmet. Take the sword of the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. How can you do these things if you haven't got a fuel on the inside of you that just says, I am going to overcome no matter what I see in the natural and what I see. Ephesians 6 verse 10 says, a final warning, be strong in the Lord and mighty in his power. Where does that might come from? From joy, from the fruit of the spirit, from your consistency, your patience. James says, consider it all joy when you face trials and tests and circumstances and things that are coming against you. James says, you just count it joy. You count it joy. Let's flip that to James. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. What's he saying? An opportunity for great strength. An opportunity for you. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. See, that's the reflection of God's glory on this earth. As we become mature in Christianity and as we live this lifestyle of joy, lifestyle of faith, lifestyle of hope, lifestyle of victory, we begin to demonstrate to those around us that we are perfect. We are entire. We want nothing. No, you can throw everything against us, but we will still bounce back. We will still stand firm. We will have the shield of faith. We will have the Holy Ghost living on the side of us, speaking the word of God out of our mouth. We will live a lifestyle of pure victory because whatever you throw at me, whatever persecution you send my way, whatever however you try and box me off, shut me down, I will still be here. I will still shine with the light of the glorious gospel in Jesus Christ. I've had it, uh, you know, people, uh, uh, you know, swear at me and all sorts of things on the comments in, in this broadcast. And that's actually really quite interesting when that happens, because what happens is you kind of, your mind does a double take, but on the inside of you, you rise up knowing that the enemy cannot succeed. He is a fear-based manipulator. Fear is basing your evidence or your thoughts or your what you think is going to happen about on something that you don't even know is there, available, or going to happen. Or what you you want to operate in fear and be scared? Well, why not operate in faith and be joyful, believing that what God said He would do? Why do we want to believe what the devil said He would do? Let's believe what God said He will do. Let's believe what God said he'll do. He said we will become more than overcomers. We are more than overcomers. We are more than conquerors. That's better. That's the right way to say We are world overcomers. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. What's more than a conqueror? Everyone's heard this analogy before. But more than a conqueror is, is not the boxer who wins the fight. It's the wife who picks the checkup and spends the money. That's what we are. We, we don't go through the fight. The battle is the Lord's and the victory is ours. Some people want to say that the battle is ours and the victory is God's. 
But God's given us the victory over the enemy. He led captivity captive for us. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ in what he did and what he achieved on the cross at Calvary. Going into the depths of hell, paying the price for you and I, sin, sickness, disease, poverty, lack. We need to push against what the world system and the world kind of emphasis is. We have to push that back. Make sure that we are expanding and growing. We're never to settle. We are never to, to allow the enemy to dictate how much money we have, to allow how much how much health we have. He, he's not in charge of your life. You're in charge of your life. And you are raised up in heavenly places, sat beside the Father God. And you are sat in Jesus Christ, clothed in righteousness, clothed with the glory of God, able to ask anything making a request known to him with thanksgiving so that the peace of God guards your heart. See, your heart guarded by peace gives it a perfect environment for joy to grow and faith to be released. Declare the word of God today. Declare what he says about you. Find scriptures about what he says. Find scriptures and about what, what, what God has called you. He says, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all, created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we out of all creation became his prized possession. That's James chapter 1. Whatever is good and perfect comes from the Father. If it's not good and perfect, it ain't from God. All things work together for good, yes. But what's that context of that scripture verse? It's all things of the Spirit working together to those who love Him. We're working with God. We're working out our assignments. We're working out our path. We're, we're, we're involved in the local church. We're giving. We're tithing. We're doing the things that we're called to do so we can expect a good and perfect God to provide good and perfect things for us so that we can abound to every great and perfect work that he's called us to do we are called to expand our reach we are called to live a lifestyle of victory we are called to live up in a place where we are no longer withheld we're no longer slaves to fear i love that song I mean, there's another scripture verse in here in, in James chapter 125. If you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. God will bless you for doing the word. His blessing is so far-reaching that when you listen to what the word says, Put action to it. Faith without works is dead, James says. So we put action to our faith. And what does that mean? What does that, if, you, if you're in a place where you're completely at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom, what does that mean to you? You do something that you couldn't do yesterday. Everyone's at different levels, but we all get born at the beginning 
and we all be able to make choices of certain things that are in our lives because of our parents' choice. But that doesn't mean you can't overcome because Jesus has provided you a way. The anointing breaks yokes. It just it removes burdens. It just obliterates any oppression. And Jesus says his yoke was easy. And if you pick up your his cross and follow him, his way will be easy for you. You will be able to make a step to the next level and then to another level and then to another so you will be able to come from the bottom of the dunghill it says in proverbs and god will rise you up to a place with princesses and kings our encouragement we encourage ourselves in the lord we rejoice in the lord always be full of joy in the lord it says in philippians chapter 4 verse 4 and again, I say rejoice. So always be full of joy. Let everyone see that you are considerate all you do. So you, you're meant to show joy. You're meant to smile. You're meant to laugh. You're meant to enjoy. Like I have to constantly remind myself because I can get so focused on what I'm doing that I don't just have fun with my kids sometimes or my wife. We have to allow it to come out and bubble up and ha, 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 ha. He, 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 ho, 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 ho. It's the laughter of God. It's the laughter. And and as you, you know, a merry heart do is good like a medicine. They've proven that time and time again in hospitals where they played comedies and people got better faster because they were laughing. Because there's something that happens. It frees your mind. It's in, it, it, just, it just washes you and it strengthens you when you're in joy. And it's the joy of the Lord that's going to see that complete strength come. It's not just a chuckle and a laugh and a bit of happiness here and there. It's joy that can be maintained. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Why can you pray about everything? Because when you pray it, you've got a privilege of boldness. As First John chapter 5 says, you've got a privilege of voice. You know that God hears you when you pray. Listen to me. God hears you when you pray. And when you pray according to his word, he will answer you. It will come to pass. There might be some time involved. There might be an immediacy to it. But it will come to pass. The word of God will work. It's eternal seed. It plants into your eternal heart. And it grows by your speaking and your meditating. And you're allowing it to flourish. And as you shine with God, you will be... I, a revelation to people around you. Determined to finish my coffee. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. And it's, I love this scripture verse in Philippians 4 7. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Remember what the final word, be strong in the Lord in Ephesians is? Philippians, it's fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned. Put it into practice. Put everything into practice.
I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. Something people say, I might think, well, why do you keep going back to the same scriptures, quoting the same scriptures? Something Brother Hagen talks about, it says these letters in the New Testament were written to us. The Old Testament, there's a, a really good clue in the name. It's called Old for a Reason. It was it was a group of there's a group of laws, prophets. There's a lot in there. Of course there's we, we use that. But whenever we look at the Old Testament, we must bring it through the cross. And what Paul did in his revelation, his Pauline revelation, he used that, that cross experience, and he brought the new Christian believer through the cross and into the revelation of the Holy Spirit, into what the Spirit of God had for us. And he says here, I pray that from his glorious, God's glorious unlimited resources he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit how do you release that inner strength by faith the words of your mouth by laughter and joy joy in the holy ghost will release the spirit of god on your life joy in the holy ghost will bubble up and have rivers of living water that flow freely from the throne room of god joy in the holy ghost will give you strength and victory then christ will make his home in your heart oh gosh he he said christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him jesus said the same thing if you do my words obey my commandments my father and me will make our abode within you you are full temple of the Holy Ghost. You are filled with the fullness of God. Christ makes his home in your heart. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong that you may have power to understand. I want to understand this. All God's people should. How wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. I want to experience the love of Christ. Let's believe for experiencing the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I am reigning through life in life through Christ Jesus. Romans 5.17, that's exactly right. And David Brewer, who just commented then, is, is a very prime example of that. <laughs> Said that to his face. When we believe God, when we trust in him, we can take the time. Five minutes may all, it may all be what you need every morning to encourage ourselves in the Lord. David did it consistently encouraging ourselves in the Lord allowing the joy of God to bubble up and spread and, and we know a smile is contagious laughter is contagious these days of masks and social distancing they've they've cut that off or they've tried the, the enemies tried to cut off the, the contagious laughter and joy but mankind will get back to a place where we can just smile and love on each other and when we do it in the power of God's spirit there's an anointing there to set people free where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and liberty is freedom 
fun, victorious. It's alive. It's breathing. It's emanating. I believe the days of the local church and the days of the Church of Jesus Christ are only just starting afresh. And we are going to see so a mighty, mighty move of the soldiers of Jesus standing up and carrying. You see, we do battle from a place of victory. We do battle from a place of joy. See, our message is love. Our message is life. Our message is peace. We're not fighting to cause cause people stress and disorder. No, we're battling in the victory that God's given us, in the rest of faith. We're battling so that people will be set free. We see that the forces of darkness are swarming. We see that the enemy is building up strongholds but we are not afraid to go into the darkness because we carry the light we carry the glorious gospel and wherever we go we will always succeed because we are always alive we are always a light we are like a city on a hill that cannot be hid we do not cover our candles up we do not cover our hearts up we reveal ourselves we are the sons of god manifesting on this very place Creation is yearning to see us walk in the fullness of God. And our time is now and our time is near and our time is walking clearly before us. And we have a path set. We have an assignment and we are going victoriously day in, day out, day in, day out. The righteous step forward in the light, carrying the light, setting people free, carrying the gospel setting people free thank you guys for watching share the broadcast have a great day be encouraged today enjoy your wednesday afternoon whatever day it is you're watching is on the replay or whatever thank you for being a part of the broadcast um i will see you guys tomorrow and uh we'll we'll leave it there but as i say be encouraged Enjoy what God's doing in your life today and have a great day.